Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. It's time for us to go for our segment. Every Friday we talk about our Palestinian issues, our issues on Palestine. And I think South Africa's uh, Sheikh Raid Salah is uh, Hafiz Ibrahim Musa. And we have him on the line. We left a very interesting discussion. We were talking quite a bit now two weeks ago, just after our conversation, just after our conversation, I think like not even half an hour after that, we got reports of uh, Israel's attacks on Gaza. And then we spoke about it last week. And then also what we missed was uh, South Africa's stance on Palestine. Now, uh, we wanted to elaborate on that. We just touched on it briefly, but we wanted to elaborate uh, on it because, yes, we know um, now South Africa speaks, they talk some good language when it comes to the Palestinian issue. They talk a good game. But the question is, are they sincere about it? And um, this is a question that I think we need to speak about here in South Africa, because we heard recently, we heard, we heard, uh, you know, and it was nice to see that uh, South Africa's stance was, uh, why don't we give as much recognition to the Palestinians as uh, we uh, do to, uh, uh, as we do to Ukraine, as people are giving to Ukraine, and Larry Pando said it quite nicely, I'm so happy about it. But then, are the, uh, South Africa really really in support of Palestine. Let's ask Hafez Ibrahim Musa. He's waiting on the line here now. You know, we feel we feel guilty now. Ibrahim Musa, high-profile individual, but makes time for us. Hafez Ibrahim, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing today, Hafiz? Uh, alhamdulillah, so far everything, uh, everything quite well. Alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. You know, Hafiz Ibrahim, I, I feel, I feel like the sort of guilt that when we when we speak about, uh, you know, when we have our interview, I know that you're a very buzzy individual and and. Uh, yeah, I, I know sometimes you uh, have Juma, you give khutbah and everything, but my main concern is, hey, am I taking this man away from his lunch, you know? So I, I don't know if we must have like a code word to say you had lunch already or you're still waiting on your <laughs> on your Juma lunch, Hafez. So, so if, if we, did, did, did you have lunch or are, are we keeping you on the line here? Um uh, I, I still uh, didn't have trees of trees being at uh, airport, uh, which is quite close by here to Benoni for Juma. Uh, so it just came back just now, so we have it uh, after the interview, inshallah. I mean, I mean, Allah Ta'ala bless you. I think we both, you see, we, 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 uh, we, uh, we, we I'm, I think, you see, you like this big sheikh right now, and, and our lines are not similar, but I, th- I know we, 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 we went on a youth camp together. I was talking about to, to my learners about our youth camp and then our hajj and everything. And uh, see our similarities in it. We both wait for a bit later to have Juma, but obviously yours is more weighty because your sacrifice is much more weightier. But Hafiz, uh, let's talk about this. Uh, you know, South Africa, and we've seen a lady Pano uh, not too long ago say that uh, we should give, um, we should, or, 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 or highlighting the inequality as concerns for uh, concerns for Ukraine. Why isn't the same for the Palestinians? Now, it's a good talk. It's a good game. 
But are, is South Africa really pro-Palestine when you see them make deals or when you see them normalizing deals? Or are, are, are they only, do they only care about the Palestinians when money is not involved? Uh, that, that's a, a good way of uh, framing the question, and uh, I, I think we uh, have to unpack many many aspects when it comes to this discussion. Um, obviously, to to start off with, uh, there's the historic relationship uh, between. Uh, the the ANC and you know groups within the uh, anti-apartheid movement and and the Palestinians uh, and uh, you know those kind of relationships that developed with the ANC and the undoing of the ANC going to uh, you, you know train in certain countries the relationships that uh, developed with the likes of uh, Yasser Arafat and uh, how that was acknowledged in the early years uh, by uh, Nelson Mandela and, and uh, you know, quite outspoken statements in that regard, uh, the famous statements uh, that uh, are now kind of well-known all over the world that South Africa will not be free and, and until Palestine is, is free. Uh, then, uh, obviously, as, as the South African uh, democracy or the democratic experiment develops uh, from 1994 onwards, we have the Department of Foreign Affairs and uh, thereafter its successor, the Department of International Affairs and Relations, uh, in cooperation, rather, um, international relations and cooperation now articulating South Africa's position and, uh, you know, the, uh, the different foreign, foreign policy statements uh, and then how this feeds into state of the nation addresses, how it feeds into the uh, policy statements and the uh, election manifestos and so forth as we've seen now over, over the period of the last uh, more than 20 years uh, here in South Africa. I, I, I come out with a conclusion without going into incredible detail uh, over, over these years that uh, the NC has, uh, on a policy level, taken this up quite seriously, uh, and they've, uh, they, they are genuine in uh, a moral stance with the Palestinian people. Um, and for me, uh, one of the clearest indications of this uh, was, for instance, the fact that South Africa was prepared to host uh, the, uh, uh, the, the leader of one of the leaders of the Hamas movement on a semi-official level um, some seven odd years ago when Khalid Mishal came to South Africa and I witnessed firsthand how high-level protocol South African uh, you know, security uh, from the level of uh, you know, cabinet ministers had attended those meetings and the security that was attested uh, to Khalid Mishal and uh, South African ministers not shining away from sharing a platform with what is uh, described as a terrorist organization uh, by the Israelis, by the Americans, uh, funding to them is outlawed in many parts of the world. And here you have the South African government uh, from its highest levels that uh, were willing to engage and provide uh, you know, security and protocol around the visit of Khalid Mishal to South Africa. So uh, on, on, uh, that's one very high-profile example to show that the South African government despite the flag that it's inevitably going to get for such uh, for 
rolling out the the the, uh, the uh, red carpet to such personalities and such groups was willing to stand its ground uh, in that particular regard. And uh, that, that, that's, uh, as I said, one high-profile example. But uh, there, there are other examples where the South African government has prioritized uh, on its own initiative uh, the highlighting of the, the Palestinian cause uh, in international fora, so at the United Nations. Uh, consistently, this is brought up uh, at uh, the African Union now, where there is a concerted push uh, by the Israelis to make inroads into Africa and, uh, you know, Israel had secured observer status at the African Union. You found that uh, Africa was split down the middle and certain countries like uh, the, 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 uh, the DRC, um, perhaps uh, Morocco, uh, going on the, uh, the other side. Uh, but we found Algeria and South Africa, uh, amongst other nations, resolutely uh, you know, opposing the uh, addition of obso- uh, observer status. Uh, to the Israelis and, uh, you, you know, fighting until this point in time against it. Uh, if we come to, to South Africa itself, uh, it might be uh, not really known, but, for example, the Palestinian, uh, this is a complex matter, but uh, on, on the one side, you know, the Palestinian embassy uh, in South Africa, Palestinian diplomatic uh, presence in South Africa is very much supported and even funded by the, the South African government. Uh, so if, if you put all of these together and the fact that on its own initiative uh, it includes Palestine in in, in, in statements uh, as uh, you know afforded a kind of uh, culture of Palestine uh, to be recognized in South Africa by its members wearing Palestinian flags, Palestinian scarves, badges, etc., I, I, I cannot come to a conclusion other than that this particular support runs deep. It's part of now the political culture in South Africa, um, and uh, the NC has shown in, in that that particular regard that uh, it. it it, its uh, support for the Palestinians stands out from something genuine rather than uh, just electioneering. But now when we broaden out uh, the, the question, uh, obviously, given uh, that the ANC has this kind of support for the Palestinians, does it mean that uh, these people, the Muslim pop, the, the Muslim electorate or even the broader electorate who are, you know, have moral leanings, um, should be blackmailed each time an election comes on to say that because we support the Palestinians, uh, you know, you should vote for us and you should turn a blind eye to everything else. Um, and, and uh, uh, you know, this is a question that comes up time and time again when it comes to elections. And my uh, uh, answer to that is, is definitely not. If the ANC is taking a moral stance, uh, they're taking a moral stance because a person is ought to take a moral stance, an entity, a party is ought to take a, mor- take a moral stance. And we acknowledge and we accept the moral stance that you've taken. Uh, but having said that, um, you know uh, that's not pure, the, the only reason why a person uh, should, should, you know, consider you living in South Africa. You are uh, with uh, 
day-to-day issues of charity relating to electricity, relating to service delivery, relating to all the rest. And, um, you know, you don't just make a decision as a citizen based on one issue as important as that issue may be, but you look at, you know, the totality of uh, of issues that, are, that face South Africa, you look at the totality of a track record uh, of a political party, and uh, in that regard, there are major failings that, you know, we cannot turn a blind, blind eye to, we, can, we cannot uh, remain, uh, remain silent uh, on. Uh, then we have the issue of the ANC resolution about uh, the recall of the ambassador and the closure of the embassy uh, in in the state of Israel and and, and so forth. Now, uh, there the the, the 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 progress has been lackluster. Uh, the ANC took that decision at its last electoral conference or, or large policy conference that it would uh, recall the ambassador and and shut down the South African embassy. And likewise, in South Africa. Uh, the ambassador wasn't recalled initially, and then uh, in the wake of the uh, Israeli uh, attacks on protests during the Great March of Return, that's when the South African ambassador was finally recalled. But the embassy remains uh, in the state of Israel. And uh, the latest on that is now the upcoming ANC uh, conference that's going to take place in December. Uh, there's a word that we're going to be reconsidering that particular uh, resolution. Now, uh, it's been very vague in that regard. Reconsider, um, and because uh, the additional statement said that we're going to reconsider it in, in, in light of uh, new developments that have occurred. Uh, and, and this is raising a lot of concern. Are people, uh, is the NC going to reconsider, you know, strengthen its, uh, its statements uh, and its stance relating to the state of Israel because it's gone absolutely wrong, uh, even more wrong since that resolution was made, or is it considering downscaling that particular resolution and keeping the embassy? I would argue that from the uh, onset, that particular resolution perhaps, uh, you know, maybe was not thought out, uh, you know, the, the most well thought out resolution. And uh, the reason for that is uh, the South African uh, or the, the South African embassy and South African represent, representation in the Palestinian territories uh, is almost directly linked uh, to the presence of some sort of South African embassy in the, in, in the state of Israel. So it is a, a, a most, uh, you know, praiseworthy thing to cut off diplomatic relations. But now the South Africans are sort of cut in a conundrum. If we want to have a presence within Palestine uh, and the Palestinian territories in Ramallah and Quds and so forth and Gaza, uh, we, you know, that's kind of linked directly to uh, having a diplomatic rep- representation in the state of Israel. So for us to be effective in that way uh, uh, and, and not have a presence, uh, you know, we, we kind of uh, lo- losing our relevance altogether and our, losing our potential for, for presence on the ground. So 
uh, it's going to be uh, a bit of a tricky ground going forward in that regard. Uh, if uh, you know whatever the ANC decides in that regard, perhaps the, the, the main reason there being that they uh, might not have thought ab- about this properly. But the, the, the point is that uh, this discussion does not only have to be uh, about the embassy um, and South Africa's support or non-support for Palestine. Uh, is not uh, totally dependent uh, on, on on a decision relating to the embassy. Uh, there are much more uh, prominent and much more effective ways that South Africa is or could uh, support the uh, support the Palestinian cause. Uh, then, uh, our final issue is, is uh, you know the concern going forward uh, is that uh, as, as I've argued at the beginning, in terms of policy, in terms of paper, in terms of a culture, I do believe that the ANC stance is quite sincere, uh, but ANC is made up of individuals, and individuals can easily be, be swayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, to one side, to, to one side or the other, and in this regard, we've got uh, problematic, uh, um, you know, uh, utterances by uh, President Ramaphosa himself. Obviously, there are a number of pro-Palestinian statements, but uh, in one particular instance, where there was an investors conference. Uh, Ramaphosa stating at that particular investors conference, uh, you know, something, uh, you know, praising the Israeli agriculture uh, uh, and basically praising uh, kind of uh, economic support that comes from the state of Israel. That's one. Uh, then, uh, you know, uh, just to, to, to be clear that, you know, this is not uh, one one faction of, of the ANC over the other. You've got the, the, the designer Zuma on the other hand, uh, which might be seen as a rising star, uh, you know, in his father's shadow. Uh, in, in certain ANC structures, uh, him expressing admiration for Israel uh, not, not 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 too long ago, and therefore uh, the, the greatest threat is in terms of the movement, in terms of its legacy, uh, it naturally aligns with the Palestinians. But when it comes to individuals and the way movements are corrupted and can be corrupted, uh, that, that is uh, the area that uh, you know Israeli lobbyists have been working uh, very hard on. Uh, to say that even if these policies exist on paper, uh, we will try to work uh, work around them by uh, subverting or corrupting individuals within the movement, uh, and in that way we will be able to undermine uh, the mass of support from within the structures uh, that come in. In that, uh, in that regard, I think uh, this is where people who support the Palestinian cause should be much more wary that, uh, you know, there needs to be a greater degree of education uh, for people within, uh, you know, within the movement. Lobbying needs to continue. Uh, you know, it cannot just be that uh, people express the extent to which, uh, you know, people within the ANC, uh, you, you know, express the support for the Palestinians comes merely from, uh, you know, that one single statement of Mandela or, you know, the uh, effect that this, this is an apartheid analogy. Uh, and if they are forced to engage on the topic, uh, you know, Zionists will be able to knock, knock many holes in the arguments because they're not well-grounded. 
in why uh, they, 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 they support the Palestinian cause. Uh, and and uh, th- 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 that would be very important also, uh, lobbying you know, upcoming leaders, not only within the ANC, but across the political spectrum to uh, check their views uh, and, and you know, give them a better grounding in the issue. And the, you know, included in this would be incentives, included within this would be, uh, you know, just as, as Zionists do, uh, taking people to, to Palestine to, to be able to see the reality for themselves. And obviously the, uh, the, the dividends that is gained by having relationships with people, by uh, physically let, allowing them uh, the privilege of travel and the privilege of seeing things on the ground, developing their own networks with Palestinians. Which would would be much stronger than just you know uh, lobbying or protesting a political organisation for them to be able to uh, take a, polit- uh, a political stance. And one one other issue I would point out in this broad discussion uh, is that the South African government's main failing, and uh, again I, I feel for a largely non-Muslim. Uh, edifice, uh, uh, we wouldn't be placing all our, uh, you know, eggs in that particular basket or having the highest uh, of, uh, of of expectations, but uh, they've, as, as I've argued, and this is just my viewpoint, uh, it's subject to critique, uh, they've done uh, reasonably well in some some sectors, but uh, an area for, for critique uh, uh, within this context that, uh, you know, we're not, uh, you know, expecting great change or great, uh, you, you know, uh, it doesn't to be the, the major thrust of support for the Palestinians, but uh, the, the, uh, while having supported, uh, as I mentioned in the case of Hamas, uh, at least allowing them to visit South Africa, allowing, as we've heard recently, the possibility of Hamas even opening an official office in South Africa, which would also be uh, quite a, a strong stance if allowed by South Africa. Uh, the, 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 the ANC largely has aligned itself uh, with groups uh, such as the Palestinian Authority, even through the embassy in South Africa, and that comes with a particular bias, given that the Palestinian Authority is, you know, seen in many regards as, uh, you know, being one of the major stumbling blocks for the progress of the Palestinian people and for the corruption in Palestinian society uh, coming closer to the Israeli occupation. So the ANC, uh, by by supporting Palestine, but, but by supporting it through the route of Fatah and the Palestinian Authority, uh, you know, is is hampering its uh, its support in this regard. And, and secondly, the South African government resolutely uh, wants to always mention in its statements that we uh, support the two-state solution. Uh, and uh, while it goes a bit further in condemnation in some statements above others, it still is not willing to move beyond the two-state solution. And we know uh, that prominent human rights organizations in the form of Amnesty International, uh, Human Rights Watch, and so forth, uh, have unequivocally said that there's one apartheid state from the river to the sea, and uh, the South African government has never been able to explain how does it still advocate for a two-state solution when the facts have, you know, irreconcilably changed on the ground, uh, the West Bank annexation happening, so many settlements. Uh, how do we get any resemblance of a Palestinian state when, uh, you know, Israel has changed all of this on the ground? So that's an, another uh, shortcoming in this regard. Another one uh, would be the, 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 the secret. See? 
with regard to Israeli, uh, you know, arms sales from South Africa to Israel, it might have, it might be minimal, uh, but there's, there's suggestions that it might still be happening, and that would uh, obviously be uh, a major, major issue to to fault uh, the, the, uh, the South African uh, government uh, in, in in that particular regard. And one other uh, issue, you know, so many issues coming to mind on this broad discussion would be uh, the fact. That Palestinians, there have been a number of Palestinians who wanted to come to South Africa either for visit, either, either for travel, and they face uh, huge barriers in coming to South Africa, the amount of uh, money that needs to be paid in deposits, the amount of documentation that needs to be assembled, uh, you know, before such trips can be made to South Africa for Palestinians vis-a-vis the, uh, the ease with which Israeli uh, airlines opera, uh, operate in South Africa the ease with which uh, Israelis do visit South Africa, etc., um, that, uh, that, that obviously belies uh, the, the principal stance uh, that's taken in paper. So uh, putting all of that together, uh, you know, I, I, I feel it's not an easy case of saying yes or no. I, I'd say overall the track record is, compared to many, many other countries around the world, is, is quite favorable, it's quite good. Uh, but for it to be uh, more effective, these are some of the areas to work on. Uh, at the same time, the, the support that the, uh, South Africa is showing towards uh, Palestine is acknowledged widely, and every every statement, uh, although uh, you know we do uh, sometimes see through these statements, uh, is uh, seen uh, you know uh, arena of diplomacy, in, uh, arena of public relations, is very much cherished uh, by the Palestinians. Um, in, in that regard, so uh, we, we'd obviously have to look at all all of these factors and uh, look at where there are weaknesses and best the citizens of the country to be able to, uh, you know, exercise our rights and pressure positive pressure in that regard to be able to change that uh, 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 and, and obviously lobby in areas such as uh, if, if there are arms sales and so forth which are quite which would be quite bad uh, to, to be able to to, to stop that uh, so, so there's a number of thoughts I put through together there I'm not sure uh, I've gone well over the time as well uh, but uh, probably hopefully that gives a, a much more uh, you know much more detail to this discussion. Well, definitely, Hafez Ibrahim. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. You actually uh, changed, changed my view. Uh, but I, I'm not too sure if I was being a bit uh, overly uh, overly selfish here when I said, uh, when I so, always feel like South Africa can do more. We can do with economic sanctions. We can do with economic boycotts. But then again, we see countries like Turkey uh, normalizing ties with relations, normalizing relations with uh, Israel. That's a whole nother discussion uh, on its own but uh, definitely it's good to know, uh, you know, keeping a tab yourself keeping a tab on what the South African government has been doing and it's quite refreshing, I'll be honest with you uh, I, I, I have
had a completely different mindset going into the interview uh, and now coming out of it. I think I might have uh, learned a bit matured a bit as far as that is concerned. But uh, Hafezah, we're not going to be holding you for much longer. Uh, we say Jazakallah to you for this and I think this was absolutely vital information. You can find it on our uh, podcast here on Markaz Sahaba online as well. But I think uh, a deeper understanding uh, to what the South Africans' policy is, what our politicians' policy is towards the Palestinian issue and how important it is for us. But Hafez Ibrahim, we're going to have to leave it at that and we say Jazakallah khair to you once again for making time for us. Based on the discussion that we've had, uh, I think it is not uh, and um, uh, in of uh, support or non-support, uh, just uh, kind of your effects relating to this on the table and uh, probably stemming from this, uh, if any other questions, any other debates would come out of this, uh, most most keen to be able to engage with those going forward, inshallah. Well, definitely, I mean, and we, uh, we say Jazakallah for making yourself available. Certainly a fantastic Palestinian activist you are and we hope uh, you stay that way. Ibrahim, half is up. You know, uh, usually on, on, on this part of the program, right, we have our Nasiha segment now, usually at about uh, 22 and quarter two and sometimes we have some talks that are sent to us uh, from Ulama. We have some talks that are sent to us by listeners and say uh, this is a fantastic talk you can have in our segment. Any any chances on guessing what's our Nasiha segment uh, who's going to be featured on our Nasia segment coming up? Uh, that's a very, very broad one. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I have no idea whatsoever today. Well, somebody sent us one, a very interesting one about fasting until liberation. And the topic was Gaza and the power of Hasbun Allah wa Ni'mal Wakil. I think it's going to be perfect for our Nasiha. I'm hoping you're going to be tuning in for that one. All right, lovely song, so many years. <laughs> you may have listened to it before. But uh, we say Jazakallah to you once again for your khidmat uh, of the third holiest site in Islam. And inshallah, we'll be speaking to you next week. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu wa rahmatullahi Yes, definitely. Hafez Ibrahim Musa making time for us. Uh, and what an activist he is. We are really blessed to have him, uh, you know, as a South African. And what a fantastic person to look up to. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless him. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. <laughs>